Welcome to Just a Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Joining us today is Matt Williams. Matt is founder of Seco Wine Club. Seco Wine Club delivers healthy wines right to your home. We'll learn more about what a healthy wine is in a bit. He is also founder of Pivot Marketing Group, which supports revenue generation for brands specializing in channel creation, strategy, and execution for Amazon, e-commerce, retail, and business development initiatives. Prior to Seco and Pivot, he held several sales leadership positions for internationally distributed brands, including DGA Global, Skills Sports Training Equipment, Segway, and it was integral to the growth of Active Network and MP3.com. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So Seco Wine Club, tell me a little bit about Seco Wine Club and how you became uh, involved in the organization and founded it. Sure. We, um, we started about a little over three years ago now. Um, I have a partner who is uh, Italian, uh, fresh off the boat Italian, even though he's been here for uh, about 15, 18 years, still has a very, uh, a very authentic accent. I was sharing a uh, bottle of wine with him over the holidays, and he basically um, informed me of what's going on in the wine industry, which uh, caused us to really take a deeper look into what we can do to, uh, one, educate uh, a community of people that are really interested in what's going on in their body, and then, two, provide a solution that really allows people to keep on, one, uh, a keto diet, number two, stay on a paleo diet and number three really focus on kind of a low carb lifestyle that sometimes can be jeopardized uh unfortunately in the wine industry okay so there's a lot lot to unpack there uh with the obviously you had a revelation or an epiphany here um you're enjoying wine uh i'm gonna i'm gonna wager a little bit that you might have been a little bit like me and that you weren't necessarily thinking about uh, the healthiness of the wine that you've drank through your life. Um, and, and obviously, you know, your partner shed some light. So w- what was kind of the aha moment for you that you realized that uh, I, I, I think where we're headed here is that 90 something percent probably of the wine that we're consuming uh, could in fact be healthier. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, look, as, as you get older, right, your, um, your palate becomes more favorable to wine, but then also your tolerance for wine <laughs> begins to decrease, unfortunately, for most of us, right? Uh, especially if you're trying to live, you know, a healthy lifestyle, your kids do sporting events, get them to school on time, get a workout in between or in the mornings. And, you know, at times that became very difficult. One, personally for me, if I had two glasses of wine the night before and I found myself waking up in the middle of the night um, with heart palpitations, literally, and then having kind of a groggy feeling the next day. And what I didn't understand was what was actually going on and, you know, some of the wine I was drinking. Um, and I never really thought about it because wine typically to me was a fermented grape in a, in a bottle, right? I basically bought by, and the way most people buy is you go to the grocery store or the, you know, the the wine store and you go, Look for, say, Cabernet, all right? You go to the Cabernet section. Then you go to price, all right? I'm not going to spend $30 on my bottle of wine, and I'm going to spend a lot more than 5 I'm going to settle it around 17 So right when you get to that $17 bottle, you start looking at labels, right? What label looks good to me? Never do you turn around the bottle of wine to see what's in the bottle, right? It's a complete guessing game on what's going to be 
in the bottles, which unfortunately um, has become a really big issue uh, in the wine industry, simply because the demand for wine has never been higher and the supply is having a really hard keeping up with the demand. So what we're finding is, and it's happening in, in other industries, um, it's all about agriculture, right? It's all about how the grapes are grown and how they're nurtured within the dirt, right? So we're seeing a couple of different things go on. One is forced irrigation into a lot of vineyards, which really helps produce a grape um, and it helps protect uh, a lot of the harvest because you do have a set timer and you do have drip lines, you have sprinkler heads that are allowing grapes to be grown in typically environments that aren't meant for uh, agriculture. So what happens is a couple of different things. You have one, a really shallow root structure uh, for the grapes because all of the water is at the top, right? So your vine should have a, a deep root structure that allows it to pull up natural vitamins, nutrients, and minerals from the soil. But when it does, those roots aren't allowed to really go deep, then you lose a lot of that nutritional value, if you would, for wine. So what you find yourself in is you find yourself into an agricultural situation that delivers grapes that are less than the prime for winemaking. So once it goes into the juice um, to the winemaker, the winemaker then has to really look at what he's working with. And that's what it gets really, for me, it was eye-opening, right? And it was somewhat scary because when you actually look at it, and it's not us finding this out, it was just documented long before we started, over 75 chemicals are allowed into the winemaking process wow. to get it to a palatable state. Now, you know, those chemicals include everything from velcrin to mega purple to oak scents to powdered tannins, um, artificial sweeteners. And people always ask, well, why am I having an adverse effect to my wine? And once you start looking into it, like it's no no guessing game anymore. You realize that due to all the chemicals, all of the different things that are being added to the wine, you're not necessarily drinking old world organic wine anymore. You're drinking more of a lab experiment versus a beautiful natural experience from grape to glass. Wow. Okay. So uh, this explains a lot. <laughs> um, you know, it a few things that it is standing out there to me. Um, one was the the idea that seventy five different chemicals. I think half of what you just uh, that you just mentioned there, I, I can't even I couldn't even repronounce because they're they're chemicals uh, are allowed to go in wine. So that's 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 pretty eye opening. And you have to think with the industrialization that you're you know, you're outlining here that a significant number of chemicals are are. Uh, going into wine, which allows, you know, someone to distribute, you know, tens and tens and probably hundreds of thousands of cases nationwide through Safeways and Walmarts and everything else. I mean, it's almost like something has to give. You almost can't, you can't blame the industry in some respect because they're they're trying to meet demand. Something has to give uh, in the same way that the strawberries I grow in my garden are tastier than the, you know, the big water filled ones that, that are, um, you know, you purchase at the supermarket. I mean, someone has to be responsible for making tens of millions of strawberries somehow. Um, right. Exactly. So that, that's pretty eye-opening. It's that, that number 75. Um, and also what's really interesting, and I don't know if you could shed any 
kind of regulatory light on this, but it is interesting and just dawning on me. You 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 described it exactly right. I mean, if you have a special occasion, you get you get the fifty dollar wine. If you get, you know, if you're typical Friday night, just wanting to unwind in your backyard, you're in that fifteen dollar range. I think the bell curve of most Americans uh, is 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 right in that area there. Um, but what you and you, you know you choose based on maybe what you like and what label is appealing to you, and maybe you look at the applet to say, oh, I, I generally like a Sonoma Chardonnay. I think. There's, there's some, <clears throat> some ability there, but what's interesting is, you know, you have the concepts of clean label. You have, um, certainly I like to say we're at this like peak organic moment where everyone's saying they're organic or natural. So you need different differentiators, but with wine, there's no information there, I mean, you can, you know, you, you can turn over a box of crackers and, while some stuff still needs more transparency, you can have a fairly decent understanding of what's in there. Um, everything from sugar to calorie counts to the actual ingredients itself. And, uh, you know, you can trust or not, whether it says natural or, um, you know, it might be GMO certified and whatnot, but wine, it's just apple it, you turn it over. There's a little brand statement about how they craft it. And I don't know, I'm trying to picture it. What else is on there? A copyright. And, <laughs> and that's about it. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, what's it going on here? Why, why do we not know what's in our wine? Well, I mean, it's, it's for one, it's just loosely regulated, right? I mean, whether it's TTB or the ATF, I mean, it's really not a, it's not a big focus, um, for them to regulate. And for one, right. If they did regulate much harder, your wine supply is going to go down. Right. And people, you know, like it or not are okay drinking, um, wine that is not all that great which we're not, and that's not really our audience. We're more into, you know, educating consumers on what is going on in the wine industry and providing them with a solution if they do care about it. Right. So, you know, you talk about organics quickly, you know, that's another one that you you need to be careful with as a consumer, um, especially in the wine industry, because you can have a wine that says made with organic grapes. And so if you remember us talking earlier, yes, it can be organically grown, but then when you get into the winemaking process and it's basically harvested and juiced and it gets to, <laughs> it gets to the winemaker, that's when things can, can go a little awry. Mm. So that's when you need to start looking at, okay, maybe with organic grapes doesn't always mean you're going to be drinking, you know, pure wine. So, you know, what we did is we really went out and we started looking at what is a solution for this issue. And it really came down to, First and foremost, it was agriculture. Um, and, and what we do is we work with a lot of the, uh, the Castellani uh, boutique vineyards over in Italy. And they do a very strict uh, dry farming method, which dry farming means you're relying on vines that have been around for, you know, multiple generations. They've been around for, and they go as deep as, you know, 20, 25 deep in the root structure. Um, And they rely on natural weather patterns and, you know, aquifers underneath the earth that allows them to bring up vitamins, minerals, and nutrients to the grape, which it looks like it's starved, right? So more starved the grape, the richer the juice. And that is really the essence of what makes us special and allows us to get to that that winemaking process that the winemaker can take their time, right? They don't want to add anything because a lot of these guys are actually consuming what they're making. So 
it goes strictly from grape to glass uh, and then to our bottling facility. So we do do a lot of testing, right? So we lab test. We want to make sure we're having extremely, you know, pure wine and juice that's being utilized in our, um, in our membership, in our community. And those are the wines that are selected um, based on what those reports yield, right? So everything we have in, you know, our, 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 our library of wines is less than three grams of sugar, natural residual sugar per bottle, and less than three grams of carbs. And I say natural residual sugar because that is the natural fermentation yield for sugar in a wine bottle is less than three grams. Anything over that, you tend to start having more things added and more things enhanced um, to get that, you know, that sweetness uh, up to uh, a more Americanized <laughs> palate rate. So, mm. you know, one of the things when we first started this this venture was we worked with, uh, you know, Castellani on a lot of their wines that um, that they had uh, from their, their vineyards, and we lab tested and then we basically started hang tagging, um, little <laughs> hand-tied hang tags on each one of the wines that were shipped to our community. And those hang tags had unique information on each one of the wine bottles as far as origin, uh, sugar content, um, alcohol percent, and just information that consumers needed. That wasn't necessarily a scalable model for us um, because we don't have a lot of elves working in the back of our winery doing all these ties, um, these little slip knots for, uh, <laughs> for our wine bottles. So we knew from the get-go we were going to have to launch uh, really our own brand, um, and that came out last year with Apollo 61 Wines. So Apollo 61 really took hold back in November and has really grown increasingly well since because of the transparency that we have in the wines, right? And we're one of the first wines to actually have a nutrition label, an ingredients label on the back of the wine bottle that gives mm -hmm. you car carbohydrates, your calories, and your sugar level, which are key for really looking at what you're drinking from a, you know, from a wine. And all of our wines are dry farmed. They have, you know, zero added sugar, zero chemicals, uh, non-GMO, they're gluten-free, low in sulfites, and vegan. And so they really fit, you know, someone put it this way, it doesn't matter who I invite over to my house, I know I'm safe serving your wine because it fits all the different categories for, oh, I've got a vegan, I've got a person who's, on, you know, eating paleo strict, I've got a person who's eating keto for, uh, strict. All mm -hmm. these different things go into what we're providing as really just a natural, pure, old-world organic wine. And just to, to, to hammer home the point, I, I see that, you know, you're talking residual sugar of, you know, one gram per bottle, sometimes even less, whereas uh, the claim here is that the average, uh, you know, non-secto wine club bottle that from the grocery store is 40 grams. We're talking 40 times the amount of sugar, which, you know, 40 grams starts putting you in the, the category of a, a can of Mountain Dew. Um, so with that, uh, in addition to your, and uh, I'm joking here, your promise of no hangovers, um, <laughs> who is, uh, attracted to this? You mentioned, uh, some people that are on keto diets and paleo, but, um, what, what are they, what are they, what are they attracted to? Uh, what audiences are attracted to this type of product? 
Yeah, j- just to go back. So when when you talk about you know forty grams of of sugar in a bottle, right? That's that's definitely it's a wide range. I mean, it's you know your dessert wines are you know over a hundred. Um, you know you do have some wines that are less. You know in the you know five tens, but again, it's the ability to actually locate and find those wines that it's impossible, right? And that that that's really what we're trying to do is provide that solution. Um, after we educate people on what's happening. So our big, our big audience really has been one, you know, healthy living, right? People that just want to live a healthy lifestyle and want to know what's going on in their body, just like they want to be label readers for their food. These guys are label readers and these ladies are label readers for their wine too. They just haven't had the option. Um, The paleo, keto, low carb lifestyles obviously are, really uh, benefiting from the wines that we're offering because this is once a vice that they had to give up because it didn't fit their strict dietary lifestyles. So Mm -hmm. offering them a solution, obviously in moderation, was a huge um, accomplishment for for us to be able to provide this community with something they could enjoy again and and be guilt-free. Obviously, we're not (laughs) suggesting someone go out and basically polish off a whole bottle. But everything in moderation, especially when we're on these uh, restrictive diets, helps. So that's where we've seen our major growth. And, you know, we we offer everything from, you know, memberships, right, from monthly to every other month. You can pick by your wine style, whether it be red, white, rosé, or mix. Um, and then we also, uh, one of our big differences in the marketplace is we have an online store. So you can buy as you want. So we also want to make sure that everyone doesn't have to, you know, become a member of a wine club because we know there's a stigma out there that, you know, when you're signing up for a wine club membership, it might as well be a timeshare. It's going to be so hard to get out of, you know, there's issues. Who do I contact? It's going to be recurring on my credit card. <laughs> so we really wanted to make it a seamless, easy process. You want in, you can come in and get discounted pricing, get complimentary shipping. If you don't want to join, no problem at all, Right. You can buy by the bottle, you can buy one, you can buy three, you can buy 28. It doesn't matter what you want to do. We just wanted to basically open up and really let the consumers take charge of how they want to purchase wine. And that's been a really, um, you know, big growth factor for us over the last, you know, six months is having this online storefront. Yeah, I think that the no membership, uh, you know, proposition is a strong one. I, I can unfortunately say that we're we're locked into a few after a few uh visits to wineries throughout california you get <laughs> you get a little bit uh ex- overly excited next thing you know uh wine's showing up at your door three months later not that it's a, a, a bad thing but you, you're right it's it's a little bit of a um a challenge to kind of remember to get rid of and you're locked in for a year and stuff like that so let's talk about how people can connect with you um SecaWineClub.com. So that's S-E-C-C-O WineClub.com. Uh, they can find you on Instagram at Seco Wine Club as well. Uh, and on Facebook also. Uh, before we let you go, Matt, what, what's kind of next for Seco Wine Club? You're three months in. You have your own uh, kind of label now or, or your own product. Um, sounds like you're, you have a lot of momentum and that you're, you're you know, a, a that the, the health movement is moving towards wine and you're perfectly situated. Uh, where do you see Seco Wine Club in the next year or two? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, to recap, you know, right, we're right in year three. We've really taken a slow roll to make sure, one, uh, we knew how the fulfillment on our back end would work out. Um, and obviously launching Apollo 61 has been a huge um, uh, accomplishment for us because it is not easy, uh, especially when you're going against the wine industry to get a nutrition label on the back. Um, you know, for the future, I, I really see this as really kind of the tip of the iceberg that we're really into right now. There's so much education that needs to go on. There's so many people that really don't know what's happening um, that I think, you know, for us, we continue to educate and we continue to add um, a solution for people that are looking for clean wine. You know, I, I, as we grow, um, I think, you know, we'll probably offer more wines of different styles, whether it's, you know, Vermentino, Pinot Grigio, I mean, different, different wine options that people may be looking for. Um, but for right now, most people are pretty happy with uh, you know, just saying red, white, or rosé. No one's asking me, okay, what type of grape is the red? Uh, what type of grape is the is the white? They're really just happy to know if they've got a clean option for their dietary lifestyle. Um, right. And that's really just going to fuel our growth. And we've really had a really good relationship with a lot of, um, you know, people through, you know, Instagram and Facebook and, you know, people that are, you know, influencers within these different categories um, that are, really one enjoying our wine first and foremost and then two you know sharing their experience with with our with their communities mm. well i encourage people to visit uh secowineclub.com i think people will be pleasantly surprised at the price points as well uh oftentimes when you hear of you know specialized products um you assume that there's there's just this this oh, what almost feels like a penalty to attempt to be healthy uh, but really, we're talking about, you know, 17, 18, 19, $23 a bottle. Um, you know, only, you know, I, I can't speak to the quality here, but to that average that we were talking about earlier, of that $15 bottle, most most people are chasing. I mean, you're only talking about maybe two more dollars um, to put something much far, far, far healthier in your body. So it's yeah, pretty and cool and interesting what you're doing. That, that's a pretty good point, Scott. Sorry, I didn't bring that up. But, you know, it's one of those things to where we really focused on how do we get to that $17 bottle, right? And that was really kind of the magic number. And we know within the wine industry that $17 is a high volume number for consumers because it is something that's easy enough on your income um, to spend $17 on a bottle of wine. So we're strictly direct to consumer as well for, you know, our wines. And the only reason that we're able to get our prices down that low is because we are direct to consumer, mm -hmm. right? If we basically went to retail or we went to, you know, into restaurants and all of a sudden you've got that, um, you know, increased margin that needs to be had, which puts, it puts our wine at a very um, unaffordable rate, especially for the retail market. So we're going to be, um, you know, 100% direct to consumer for the very, very long future <laughs> as far as how we're looking at growing our business. Awesome. Hey, no, no, no reason to, uh, to go somewhere that's going to, you know, price you out and, uh, and probably un uncover a lot of other challenges and problems for you as well. So, uh, keeping it simple, keeping it straightforward. Uh, I know I'm going to be checking it out. Uh, I, I can't help but recall, some moments where I've gone wine tasting with my wife up in Paso or something. And, you know, we'll go to, um, you know, family owned, smaller vineyards, small batch, and we'll drink a lot of wine. And 
uh, not to harp on the hangover aspect of this, but we'll wake up the next day and go, I actually feel pretty good. <laughs> um, you have shed light on why that might be. Um, and you're bringing uh, something new and, and I think positive to the market uh, and potentially creating, as you mentioned, ed- education, you know, potentially bringing the whole wave of a sea change here of, of how people look at their wine, uh, not just colorful labels, uh, and what appeals to them and based on price point, but actually being more discerning and thinking about what they're putting in their body. So it'd be interesting to see how that unfolds over the next couple of years and uh, hope that you're spearheading that. So I um, want to thank you for your time, Matt, for joining us. Uh, it's uh, I, I'm not sure if we have had too many wine guests, but uh, this is a, a great topic for us to continue discussing. Um, you know, we're all about quality at Chef's Best and uh, you bring in a, an interesting, different angle and viewpoint to what's obviously a very popular industry. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. And I appreciate the platform to uh, talk about what we're doing over here at Psycho Wine Club. All right. Best of luck, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Just a Taste, a Chef's Best production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. You can always visit us at chefsbest.com to learn more.